We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back for the Pick'em Podcast Week 11. Todd, how's it going today? Going, going well. You know, I had a rough week last week with the picks. Um, I think there's a lot of chaos in the league. There's really only, we've said it, there's really only like two good teams. It's really like Kansas City, Steelers, and then who knows who else. And yeah, it's created a lot of interesting wrong picks. Yeah, but my lock is still seven and two. Lock seven and two, and you did. You, you just said you mentioned you had a rough week, and that is true. Um, and I, mean, I mean, five and nine. I was seven and seven. Bad. wasn't Wasn't much better though. I mean, when you really think about it, five and nine's bad, but could have been worse. Um, I am currently six games up on you against the spread with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks left. Um, and that's not counting playoffs, so you can catch me there. But I'm 51, 60, and three. You're 45, 66, and three. Now, as bad as we may feel in our spreads, we have to give ourselves a pat on the back for our picks just straight up. Although it's easier, of course, we're both very good at that. I mean, I'm 78, 35, and one. You're 74, 39, and one. I know it's easier, but those are still pretty good numbers. Yeah, I mean, I think when you – those are sports writer numbers, you know. Like, that's, that's where we're good. Killing it. And as we said, lock of the week, you hit the Steelers last week. I hit the Buccaneers. I go to five and four at the lock. You're seven and two at the lock. So, locks are uh, flying on the show. You're killing it there. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of a rough week for both of us. I mean, outright we were both good, ten and four, eight and six. Over, under, five and nine apiece. Um, interesting, very interesting week. Uh, you kind of just touched on it, but as we always start the show with, what did you learn last week? Yeah, kind of same thing. Just like there's really only two good teams. I don't know. Even the bad teams, there's really – no one really knows what the bottom is or who the bottom is. There's, It's really just like those two teams and then anyone else could beat anyone else in any given week or stay with them enough to mess up the spread. Like with Jacksonville and Green Bay last week, like obviously Jacksonville's – not nearly as talented as Green Bay. I was dying for a Jacksonville win there. I was really in Jake Wooten's corner there, but they didn't quite get it done, but they remained competitive, which shows you that this is really in any given Sunday kind of league, at least this year. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I learned, A, um, any game NFC West versus NFC West is always going to be a tight game and you can never uh, it's they're impossible to pick they're just impossible to pick uh, the other thing I learned is the way these conferences are shaping up there's a lot of openness about them where teams maybe that we thought were done possibly killed have a chance you know with the Bears stumbling the Vikings aren't that far out when you really I was just going to say that when you really think about it, they've put them and the Lions both have put themselves in a spot where they're in spitting distance of coming right back in. The Bears are five and five. Vikings and Lions both are four and five. And they're arguably the Vikings and Lions are playing better football than the Bears. I mean, the Vikings just beat the Bears. And the Packers. And the Packers. And we'll talk about the Packers. I think they're getting a little disrespected this week, but that's fine. Um, but it just, it's opened up. I mean, you have two four and five teams. 
the three and six Falcons aren't completely out of it as things sit today. Are, I mean, do they have a shot? Probably not because you have two teams probably coming out of the West barring a complete collapse and then the Bucks. So you would need one of those teams to collapse and then you got Vikings, Lions and Bears. So it's going to be a race in the NFC for that last spot. Yeah, the, the additional spot makes it really interesting and probably one of those teams that you wouldn't expect to be in the playoffs based on how they're playing right now or how they've played so far this season is probably going to be there ready to make some noise. And, you know, while we're here, while we're talking about standings, you have – you go to the AFC and obviously the Bills, uh, Colts are the leaders right now. The, let's just say they take the South. Steelers would take their Chiefs. So then you have a bunch of teams at six and three, but no middling team outside of the Patriots to give a shot. So you'd have the Dolphins six and three, Titans six and three, Ravens, Browns, Raiders, all six and three. It's making it harder for the Patriots because there is so many six and three teams. AFC is a lot more uh, tight than the NFC is. Yeah, the, the AFC pretty much there's like a group of teams that beat up on the bottom feeders of the of the conference and then the nfc pretty much just everyone beats up on each other yeah they all just physically dominate each other talking about the nfc talking about the afc talking about teams that are bottom feeding it's time for the no chance segment of the week no chance vince mcmahon once said that no chance. There it is. That's why I left that pause. I was waiting for Todd to jump in. I knew he was. No chance in the hell. There you go. There wow, he is. I, I lost it there for a second. You did. You lost it. We need to like add the music here or something. I, I, I think I might just use that soundbite of you saying it as the new soundbite because that. Okay. You, you definitely lost it. Let me, um, let me try one more time. Okay. No chance. There it is. That was good. That was great. That's, that's the one. Um, that's the one. But no chance segment. We have our teams. Todd, I'll start with you. I think, and the two teams I was considering this week are both teams that I like very much, just as a fan. Not because I think they're good, just emotionally, I, I like them hmm. for whatever reason. I think, and it pains me to say this, I think we've seen enough of Drew Locke. I think it's, he's kind of in the same boat as, as Sam Darnold, although Sam Darnold, I think his upside is significantly higher than Drew Locke's. It's just a matter of him getting to the right place. I think Drew Locke is basically a kind of a fill-in spot starter quality backup in this league. That's his, that's his zone. Wait, so you're not just killing off the Broncos – you're going all No, in. I'm only killing off the Broncos. You just were ready to kill off Drew Locke. Pretty much, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I you're not only killing the Broncos, you're killing off Drew Locke as well. I guess so, yeah. Wowzers. I think we, we've seen enough from him. He ranks among the bottom in pretty much every stat for, for quarterbacks, and his time's up. I, I think in this league you need – especially in a division as competitive as theirs and their team outside of the quarterback play, like they have a lot of good pieces. They have the running game. They have a nice two headed monster running game. 
they, unlike the Jets, they loaded up on receivers, a lot of young talent on the, on the receiving core. You have Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton, Hamler, um, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. Like they have a lot of, Noah Fant is a great tight end in my opinion. They have the weapons and their defense is still there, still a top 10 defense. And they'll have Von Miller coming back healthy next year. So but they, but they just with a quality quarterback, they could be right back in it. They just yeah, haven't that's a been huge, healthy. It's a huge problem for them and kind yeah. of like how I killed off the Chargers last week. There's just a point that it gets in that division with, with the Chiefs and then the Raiders kind of doing their thing now where where there isn't much room for for error. There's not and time's running out. Like you're three and six in that division, three game three games behind second place with with seven to go. Raiders would have to do some significant slipping up to to release their hold on second place in that division. So I think it's pretty much over. So we're killing off or we're giving the Broncos no, no chance. chance. It is, no chance in hell. There he is. It, it, it is a dangerous game to kill teams off. We've seen a couple, I would say three of them already come back to life. Vikings, Lions, and Giants. Giants are very much alive in the NFCs. But those were early. We've, we've, we've had a breather since then. But the team I'm going to kill off today is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, uh, I said uh, before the season that they were the worst roster in football. That was wrong. That was a bad take. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a – I can't – I'll say hand it's up. a – Hand up, it's a bad take. But I don't think it was like this wild, hot take. I don't think their roster is that great. And I think you're starting to see the after effects of that. I think they had a first where they were playing for a, undoubtedly, whatever I think of them, a great coach. I think Matt Rule is going to be. I think Teddy's, Matt Rule. Teddy's just not the guy at quarterback. Um, I think he's a great – I don't think he's going to win them anything. I think he's a great filler. He's a great guy to get you through until you find your franchise quarterback. He's a good – He's still young. Yeah, but he doesn't – unless you put the perfect situation around him like he had last year in New Orleans where he had all the targets around him, the offense worked for – the offense was, was better suited for him than I think Drew Brees at that time, to be honest. Their, and their defense is the problem. In Carolina? He's giving up 46 to to the Tampa Bay Bucks is they're, – they're middle-of-the-road defense. Yeah, but – I mean, below middle of the road. Their offense isn't that great either. It's the the fourth best offense in their own division. I mean, you have the Bucks. You have like three other great offenses in that division. That's not like being in the you know in the AFC East. That's the Falcons, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. Those are arguably three of the best offenses. Regardless, in football. Regardless, I don't think no matter what way you spin it, I don't think Teddy is the answer. I just don't. I mean, like I said, decent quarterback. I didn't say good quarterback. Slightly above average. He's going to be perfect for them in this stopgap until they find their guy. But he's not the guy. He's just not. Actually, total offense-wise, 
Panthers ranked 10th in yards per play. Buccaneers are 12th. Saints 13th. Falcons 14th. So and statistically this year, they've been one of the be- one of the better better and teams. Still four games below the Buccaneers and the Saints. Well, that's because their defense. Well, yeah, but regardless, it's not Teddy Bridgewater's fault. Reg- they have the right pieces on the offensive side, play calling wise, roster wise. I think they're a receiver or two away. And then they just need to do something with the defense, retool there. That should be a focus of theirs moving forward. It sounds to me like you're making excuses. And that's fine. We have friends of the podcast. That's all good. Major friends. Major friends of the podcast. Best best friends. But we've learned now I'm killing them off because they're past that barometer of any chance in the NFC. Seven losses just isn't close. It just, it, unless they run the table and they still have um, only actually one more divisional game. So I think it's against the Saints. I'm positive against the Saints. It's positive against the Saints. So that's probably a loss there that probably would kill them. I mean, they're not getting in. They're probably not getting it with seven wins, uh, seven losses, let alone eight. So um, time to kill them off. Carolina had a fun run. They proved me wrong in the beginning, but it is definitely time to give them no chance. Thank you. A little long on the delay there, but it's okay. It's all right. Well, we'll we'll get better at it. <laughs> we will get better at the pointing and the no chance. But Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos have no chance. That was even longer than the first one, so we're not improving. We're actually no chance in hell. We're actually decreasing. With that being said, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's get into the pick six. Let's just jump right into the pick six. Starting with our Thursday night football game. Starting, we're recording this at about eight o'clock on a Thursday, so about now. We have the Arizona Cardinals coming off a big win against Buffalo, heading to the Seattle Seahawks, who come in at three point favorites. Over unders fifty seven and a half. Um, Todd, start them up. So I think we need to pronounce. Actually, you might owe Kyler Murray, nope. Cliff Kingsbury, and the Cardinals an apology here. I think I think you owe that to them. They basically nope. shoved your Bills, your beloved Buffalo Bills, in your face last week. DeAndre Hopkins just said not nah to. All those, all those guys in the secondary, Jordan Poyer, all those guys. He was just like, "Nah, this is my ball." Air Jordan, we got. I mean, Kyler had some juice on that throw. That was like a center field throw, trying to gun down a guy at the plate, like full on juice. Like that was a Tory Hunter, Aaron Hicks style gun down from from deep center field. Just awesome throw exactly the right distance he had the guy there to go and get it and i mean they hung around that entire game the over hit right there thanks to thanks to that hit three four legs of my my parlay last week obviously didn't get the fourth thanks to the carolina panthers that we killed off but i think you can't discount the cardinals now they are for real their offense is top 
one of the top offenses in in all football. They rank fourth in yards per play. I mean, they're but yeah, but they're passing wise, passing wise, even their top ten. They're first so, in yards per game, not per play, per game. They're first, four hundred twenty-five point four. Seahawks are third at four hundred five. So they they can move the ball. I mean, I I, I kind of thought of this as as you were talking. I think the bet we made last week, or not the bet, but the thing with uh, the Bills. I think we should amend that. I think what should happen. Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We say whoever. But now this is granted that they both make the playoffs. Okay? Stipulation. They both pretty, pretty, pretty certain. But you never know. I don't want one of us to lose out on someone just getting hurt or something. So we'll say both make the playoffs. Whoever gets further, we have to pick something. Meaning the Cardinals or Bills. I don't know if you still want to do the jumping through the table bet. I'm game. Sure. So whoever gets further, loser has to jump through a table. Yeah, but I feel like the Cardinals loser has to do something else. Oh, so you're saying – Whatever. Okay. No, no, actually, it's fine. Yeah, I think that's the bet. Loser jumps through a table. Whoever gets further, barring – I mean, stipulation being they both make the playoffs. I think that's a deal. I don't know where I'm going to find a table, but hey, I know. I'll we'll figure find it out. A, we'll find a really light one so it doesn't hurt. Hopefully I don't have to worry about it. Back to the Cardinals, Todd. Sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, King Kyler is going to do his thing. I don't really believe – and I had the Seahawks in my, like, top two. Or were they first in my power rankings, at the midway power rankings? Um, I think they might have been first. And then I just put all my faith in them, and they just fell off a cliff. So – I'm basically writing them off. Whoa. And really the, the, the NFC West has become, I wouldn't say mediocre. It's not mediocre. It's just like there isn't a great team there. They're all just like kind of pretty good. And the Cardinals might have the most upside of any of those teams right now, just of what they can do offensively. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a coming out party for the Cardinals on national TV. I got Arizona plus three. I think the over is pretty much a lock here. Like if we did an, a lock on over-unders, that would be big Toddy G's lock of the week, the mm-hmm. over in this game. And I'm taking Arizona flat out. I just – I'm a believer now. I'll start by saying I have um, – I'll say this. I'd like to take the chance to apologize – to absolutely fucking no one. Wow, whoa. That's, I know, very edgy, Todd. Very edgy. No, but uh, honestly, I never, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm like you. I'm against the Seahawks now. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm done with them. I think this division actually is pretty tough. And I think they beat up on each other. Um, a lot of people, and we'll t- I think we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk with them for the Monday night game. I think people are significantly sleeping on the Rams. That offense yes. hasn't even came close to clicking it in. That defense is the best defense in the league. And I, I took a bet last week on them to win the Super Bowl. I put $10 at 2800 2800 plus 2800 to win the Super Bowl. And those are great odds with the Rams. The number one defense in the league, I think defense this year especially – 
with how the defense have looked for a lot of teams, I think the Rams are going to, if they can get that far, you have an edge by having the best defense. That's what I, that's what I think at this point. Are we putting you on the record here? No, no, no. Um, no? Okay, hold okay. Hold on, let me. No, 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 it's your choice. You know what, Todd? You know what we're going to do? End of this episode, we're going to come back around. We're going to cycle back, and we're going to give our current Super Bowl favorite, each of us. Oh, boy. We'll cycle back. Oh, boy. But, yeah, tonight, shootout. I mean, absolute shootout. Uh, I think there's a lot of points, which probably means there will be no points because that's usually how this thing works. Um, yep. I'm going to take Seattle, and here's why. I think Arizona, and not because I think Arizona can't win this game. I think they very much could probably are the better team, could easily win this game. I think the come down from that big play on Sunday is going to hurt them. I think Seattle losing to Arizona the way they did a couple weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago now, the way they lost that game was heartbreaking. I don't see Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson allowing that to happen again. I think they'll have something ready tonight, and I think Seattle pulls this off. Um, I like Seattle. I like give me the Seattle minus three. I like the over, like you said. And this is Nick Barlotta's lock of the week. Seattle. Locking it in on minus, Jamal Adams and I'm, the Seattle defense. I am locking in on Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll not losing twice to a division rival. That's what I'm locking in. So I just don't see it. I understand how you feel the other way. I get it. I fully do. That Cardinals are good. But I'm gonna I'm just taking Seattle here, taking the over. I had I had under on my sheet, but that wasn't even close to what I wanted because I knew for sure this was an over game. Yeah, so I got Seattle. Yeah, this is this is all over. Like honestly, this is one of those games if it somehow went under, I wouldn't even be mad at myself. There's no reason to take the under in this game. No. Nah. If you're betting right now, well, it doesn't matter because you're listening to this tomorrow, so never mind. Yeah, you're not betting. You can't bet. You can't bet in past tense. Right. You could try. Can't, right, right, right. You could try. Um, would be wild. Would be wild. Game number two. We have the Tennessee Titans heading to the Baltimore Ravens. 49.5 points is the over-under. Ravens are 6.5-point favorites. Ravens. Which is bizarre. Bizarro world. Ravens coming off a pretty bad performance against the Patriots. We don't know if that was a, just a bad performance or the Patriots just showed up a little bit. Um, Titans. What did the Titans do last week? The Titans. Were they off? They lost, didn't they? Oh, lost to the Colts Thursday night. Thursday night, yep. So they lose to the Colts right, right. Thursday night. Drops them the second in the division. I do think, and I'll start it up here. I think this is a weird line. Um, I, I get it, but I also think that the – Titans are good enough to not be getting six and a half to Baltimore. And I think both teams can run the ball, which scares me of the under. Um, if it gets powerful like that, I think the Ravens are a better team than we saw last week. I don't think they're Chiefs. I don't think they're the Steelers. I don't think they're the top class of the AFC. I don't even think they're Buffalo. Um, I think Baltimore and Tennessee are actually pretty close together in the AFC. I think they're in that kind of middle ground, um, like second tier, third tier. This game's weird to me. I said that twice now. I, 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 I'm going to go – I'm going to take it both ways here. I'm going to take the Titans 
points, so plus six and a half swing to the Titans. I will take the over because I think they'll air it a little bit. I think there's some points to be had here, but I'll take the Ravens outright. I think Ravens win this game 34-31, something like that. Stays. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would be right. Ravens, yeah. yeah Tennessee, pretty yeah. high scoring. Wow. Yeah, I think there's points. I think Ravens' offense has the ability to go off when it needs to. We think we – I mean, I, I feel like the Titans' defense has not impressed me as much as I thought they were. Yeah, I mean, they're 235 points against. That's just – that's not going to cut it. Compared – not maybe not cut it, but compared to what we thought they were going into the season, they add Clowney. And I think they are – they have the ability to get beat up. Same thing with the Ravens' defense. Ravens' defense has not impressed me either. So, yeah, I'll take the over. I'll take the Ravens, and I'll think it's close. So, I'll take the Titans. I think with a lot of the good teams, or the fellow previous good teams, like the Patriots in the AFC, I think they kind of last year started building game plans and strategies specifically for the Ravens. The Ravens got kind of a target on their back based on their performance over the last couple of years. So I think that's why you see teams that are coached like Bill Belichick's Patriots be able to basically completely destroy any chance they have offensively. So I think the Titans might be along that line. And didn't the Titans, the Titans were the ones that beat the Ravens in the AFC wild card. Was that last year or two years ago? I forget. Last year, they beat the crap out of them. They beat the crap out of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, they just completely stopped the run. So, yeah, I, I think this game goes under. That's also, to me, like a major lock. Ravens only allow offenses to score on their defense 27% of the time. So, and that's best in the league. First Ravens, second Rams, third, surprisingly, maybe not so surprisingly, actually, considering where they are, is the Ravens. So, or not the Ravens, the Dolphins. So, I see this game going pretty far under. I'm a little scared about Derrick Henry. I'm not saying he's done, not saying anything like that, but he's kind of hit a wall these past few weeks. He wasn't, he's been in the league longer than people think, and he wasn't really that good for the first couple of years. And then last year, or late two years ago, I forget now, again, he kind of burst onto the scene and has had a, a really good stretch for that time period. And he's kind of these last few weeks, it's been like, it's not been bad because he still gets, you know, like 20 carries for 80 yards. He's, but he's not, he's not, you know, going for 150 and three scores or 220 and, and whatever. It's, he's becoming a pretty just average running back the past real, few weeks. Real, and Real quick, because I, I have an issue. Derek Henry. Go for it. Is this has the second most rush yards in the league, manager 46, no fumbles. Yeah, and I listen at the same point. I'm not trying to say this to be like, oh, no, 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 you no, went off the first few. Weeks. I understand, I do understand what you're saying. I want to preface that also. I understand your point, I know what you're looking at. I, I, I fully see what you're saying, but I mean, there way. aren't too many running backs that that get 
but consistently seen, 80, 90 yards a game. When you put that over a whole season, that's, you know, 1,400 yards. So that's still very good. But he, starts, he was, like, untouchable. He starts slow every year, though. This is usually the time of year. He would have, like, 300 yards coming into, like, week 10 almost every year and end up with 1,000 because he was just – he had – he would put up almost 500 rush yards each December. That's his month. Right now, again, I get what you're saying. I'm not. I'm, this I'm not. seems to be backwards from from what that trend usually is. Or he just started off hot and he's still going to finish off strong. He had. I mean, it's listen, possible. This has nothing to do with the point, really. But he last year had 1,500 yards, yeah. 16 touchdowns, and he missed a game. I'm not saying he's not good. No, hundred yeah, percent. I'm just good. saying. Still I just is very good. That's just a wild, wild number. But they need a competent quarterback along with that, and you know it's fine for a running back to be an eighty, ninety, hundred yard guy consistently. That's more than fine. That's very good. Most every single team in the league would want that. But if the quarterback play is not going to be there, teams are just going to game plan for Derrick Henry, get up for that game, and be ready to go. So I think that's a bit of a point of concern here. I still have the Ravens winning this game, but I think six and a half, just considering how the Ravens played last week, is – and the Titans had a tough game too, you know, divisional opponent on a short week. I think that spread is a little unfair to them. We can't really – you know, the Ravens aren't good enough to have – a a one score spread against a a full one score spread against a fellow above average playoff team. So mm. I'm taking the Titans plus six and a half here. I think on their hits pretty easily. And I'm still going to take the Ravens outright in this game, just kind of to cover myself on both ends. Probably like a in my mind this is a very low scoring game, like a maybe not very low scoring, but it's like a twenty one seventeen 17 14 even like i think this game might be pretty low yeah i i the opposite of what i said the over titans winning i mean the um excuse me the under titans winning i could see that happening too it's one of those games where i don't have the best feel for it but i'm just kind of going with my gut yeah you touched it the line is unfair and moving on to the next game staying with another line that's unfair we have the Green Bay Packers heading to the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts come in as one-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 51-and-a-half. Now, I, I, I get a little bit why the boost goes to the Colts. Packers couldn't cover against the Jaguars. Did not, they looked terrible against the Jaguars. Colts looked good yeah. against the Titans. I understand the swing, but another game where if you look on Sunday, I think it will slide back to a pick at least, um, I just don't get the number. I feel like this should be closer to Packers, almost minus three and a half. I think it should be closer to that. I don't see Rodgers having another bad game two in a row. I don't see that. So, yeah, it's all you can actually start this one up. Yeah, I mean, Packers' defense is pretty middle of the road, which might be a problem. And Colts' defense has been there all year, so – Maybe that's the thought process here. And obviously the Packers kind of showed that they're pretty middle-of-the-road defense when 
Jake Wooten or Wooton, however you say his name, apologies, Jake Wooton. I guess we can consider him an acquaintance of the podcast. If Jake Wooton, Wooton wants to come up on and, and correct him, correct my pronunciation of his name, feel free, this open invitation. And we can discuss how you, how you covered the spread. Maybe you're the future spread killer. Who knows? What are you talking? What are you saying right now? You're just going off on just a tangent about Jake Luton because you. No, we're we're comparing the the Packers' performance last week to why the line is Packers or why the line is plus one and a half or one and a half against them. Gotcha. I still think that's very disrespectful. Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really lose two in a row, and this this game really fits my my criteria for Big Toddy G's lock of the week. Whoa! So I am taking the Packers plus one and a half. Lock it in right now. I'm taking the over here just because I think this is one of those games where it's a shootout. I mean, Philip Rivers looked good last week. You were pretty spot on about that. Actually, you said. You picture Philip Rivers at the end of this game kind of talking, being interviewed after, and he pretty much did exactly what you said. He went for, I think he might have gone for almost 400 and like, had yeah. a touchdown, or it was like three, it was over 300. I'll tell you right He had now. like somewhere in the mid threes. He was. Looked good all game. 308, one TD, zero pick. Okay, okay. So it's about what I, about what I said. Okay. I mean, he was, he was swinging the ball doing his thing. Um, the running back situation is a little interesting. I don't know. Well, I, I think, just think – go for it. I think the running back situation is interesting because I think right now, I think Naheem, Naheem Hines is playing better than Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if it's that they're using them. I think Naheem Hines fits Phillip Rivers much better. I think Rivers likes that guy that can go catch the passes. Even though Taylor has, is very good as a receiving back, but they haven't used him that way yet. They're using Taylor as this bruiser up the middle and letting Hines kind of play that Sproles role as we've seen, the Austin Eckler role as we've seen. And Jonathan Taylor is being used. I mean, there was two drives last week that could have cost them the game. Two separate times they got down to fourth and one, and they ran the same exact player to Jordan Wilkins same as I played a Jordan Wilkins both times and came up short, no points both times. Um, that could have cost them the game. And it didn't, luckily. Puts the Colts back in a good spot. Um, but going into this game, I, I, like, like you, you kind of touched on it. I think I said it, Packers, I don't think they lose two in a row like this. I mean, not lose. Excuse me. I guess when you, when you only beat the Jaguars by a little bit, it makes it feel like a loss. It's but, a loss. Yeah. Um, that's why it kind of fits my criteria. It's not a loss, but yeah. by their, their standards, it's a loss. Yeah. Point is, I think Packers win this one handily. Um, not ha- uh, handily. No, I think they win this like 37-30, somewhere there. I think it's pretty much 37-23 for a while, and the Colts kind of get a garbage time touchdown, make it one possession. They just miss the onside kick, and then the game ends. That's how I see that happening. Um, Devontae Adams might, I've heard rumors about him possibly not playing. He did practice today. Don't think that truly changes the game. I think they're good enough in other aspects to still win this game. They get Alan Lazard back, who I think is actually really good when he's healthy. So Packers, give me the over. 
give me the Packers outright. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers still has the best QBR in the league. He's still a bad yeah. man. Like, he's, let's not disrespect. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes didn't exist, he would be the MVP right now. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do. You know that. what I. You know what I say here. We're gonna do Kyler, and I'm gonna get. We can't. We can't. We don't have time. But we can't go down that road. Uh, yeah. Can't. No. 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 Nope. Can't do it. Moving we're on. Gonna, we're gonna argue. Probably make a little bet. Moving on. Moving on. The New York Jets traveling across the country to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers eight and a half point favorites. Over unders forty six and a half. It's Jets time, Todd. It is Jets time. J E T S. Jets. 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 That Monday are going to. I, what? What? I, no, no. I know the Monday night game was two weeks ago now. Um, I get it. Or two, like, full, like, not two full calendar weeks, but two full season weeks. Um, they were off last week, obviously, and we talked a little bit about it, but Tank is, is on. I've never felt so conflicted watching a game. This is one of those weeks where Very scared. really – I am scared, but I also really hope they just get blown out because I don't – there's no substance to them winning this game. If they're going to win any Justin games, Herbert, it's the last Justin game Herbert got a haircut this week that scared me. No, it's better, and here's why. How many, no. fran- how many franchise quarterbacks in the league have a good haircut? I know, like, not many, but, but it's still. A, it's a great stat. It's a great stat, Todd. But I think – You just Chargers- don't mess with, with Mojo. Not Mojo because they're, what, two and six, but, it- but I just – if this game was in New York, he's been he's been good. This game was in New York. I feel a little more worried. I think this game going all the way to LA. I think there's no shot for the Jets. I'll just say it quick and then I'll go my little whatever my tangent is. But I think Chargers eight and a half. I like it. Give me the under. I think they just win this game like twenty seven ten somewhere in that facility, and Chargers win this one. My question for you before we get into the pick. Oh boy. I don't know how well-versed you are with some guys, but it came out last week that most likely Gase, we keep worrying he's going to stay, he's going to be gone. It did come out last week. Um, who would you want as the coach? Do you like Joe Brady? I like Joe Brady. Um, I wish there was a way we could get my boy Matt Rule, but obviously that's <laughs> not going to happen. We, ha- we had our shot. We blew it. Um, there's obviously the annual rumors which need to be put to bed about Jim Harbaugh. Mm. He can't coach in a big game against Wisconsin. Can't get his guys to at least compete in those games. I don't want him anywhere near near my franchise. Um, you hear Arthur Smith out there, although their offense has been kind of so-so lately. So I don't know if – and obviously – Another name that's always out there is Eric B. Eric Benemy. I don't think he. I don't think he would leave for the Jets job unless they definitively have the number one pick and they say we're taking Trevor Lawrence. Then maybe he leaves. Um, I, I, I don't want to say this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they want to try for and they preach continuity about this. Dallas. No, not a chance. I don't want it, but the, the only, players seem to like him, the, and it's kind of scary how they've they've kind of I wouldn't say performed well, but they sh- have shown signs 
talking with him at times of being an NFL offense? I don't think I, I don't think there's even a one percent chance he would come as coach. But I would say I would give it a one percent chance if they made it made it known that they were going to keep Sam. Then I get it keeping the same offense, but I don't see any chance in him being a coach. And like I don't. I can't say anything about the Jets. I'll, I'll never be like, that's crazy. You're crazy because because it's the Jets. Um, right now for me, obviously we said Joe Brady, but I like Matt Campbell from Iowa State. I think he fits that Matt rule kind of. That was the name in the previous coaching cycle that yep. they also passed up. Yep. So I like him. I think the Jets actually have a very good chance to be a destination when you really think about it, 110, I mean, for a blank slate, basically 110. The cap room, yeah, the pick. Draft picks, most likely the number one pick, most likely Trevor Lawrence. And at worst, let's just say, at worst, Trevor Lawrence decides he's not coming out, which I think is the stupidest report. I don't think there's a chance he would do that. Yeah, no um, chance. But at worst, you would end up with the combination of Sam Darnold and the number one pick, let's say you take the tackle, two best tackles in the – like, two, you have Becton and, Su- and Sewell. Or you would take Fields and then have just as good of an offense. So it, it's just a win-win all around. Um, or somehow they win two or three games down the stretch here. You take Jamar Chase with the third pick or whatever and then go from there and just put weapons around whoever. Yeah, I can see that too. What's your pick? So who knows? I think Joe Flacco is going to show up this week again. He kind of, he kind of scares me. He's one of those guys that's not good for the tank. Also, rest in peace to Pierre Desir. The well, not rest in peace. He's not dead. He's, yeah, I was rest say, in Jesus peace. <laughs> Pierre Desir. I'm sorry, Pierre. If Pierre, if you want to come on this podcast, we. Another, I'm extending another invite here to Pierre Desir. Talk about his time as a Jets player, his impact on the tank. He will go down for me as I think of him in the same breath as as Mike Pennell, another tank legend. I think there was like some penalty he took in one game two years ago where it just put whoever they were playing in field goal position to win the game. He, yeah, like, he jumped no over reason the, to take the penalty. He jumped over the center. Yeah, just like looked kick. so intentional. I was yeah. very pleased with it. And I put Pierre Desir in that in that same frame. So we're going off on a tangent a little bit here now that I said rest in peace to Pierre Desir. But <laughs> thank you for your time, Pierre. No, that's I not. Think, a, I don't think that's a better way to say it. I think I think we need to make it very clear that we're not thanking him for his time. I think he's very much alive. I am thanking him for his tank time. He's very much his alive. Time as a jet. Okay, better, better. He is alive. Very much, very much. So alive. with with him gone, um, I think guys like Bryce Hall might get a chance on the secondary here. Yeah. Some of the young guys, which. I, and I think I read or heard that Bless Austin is hurt too. So we should see some of these young guys coming out. They might be a little hungrier. They also picked up some tackle. I forget the name, but he's um, supposed to be semi okay. They picked up the guard from Minnesota, Pat Elfian, who's actually pretty yeah. good. I mean, he's 
Yeah, and a lot I mean, of a lot of teams really, put a claim in. Yeah, he's obviously released, so I mean, how good is he? But he's got talent, so it's there. So right, he has a chance. But uh, I think he kind of lost his starting job. I don't think Jets are giving no. him a seven games tryout. I think it's Brian Brian Poole. Brian Poole was placed on IR today. Okay. Yeah. So, but still, that's so, still, that's still chances for the corners to get in. You know, game. young, hungry guys against a young quarterback. I'm gonna get crazy here. Okay. I think Joe Flacco goes off. Makes me very nervous. I will be in my Jets, whatever hoodie, PJs, whatever, for this game. Don't I have the it. Jets covering. Okay. Plus eight and a half. I would be over hitting. I think Joe Flacco does his thing, shows that he was one to beat. And I still have the Chargers winning this game, but it's going to be scary. We're gonna be we're gonna be nervous during this game. I I need Jacksonville to win one more game and then I'll be okay. Yeah, I was hoping they beat the Packers because then I could have really breathed. But uh Yep. I still hope that works out well enough that they win one and we can beat the Patriots and at least win one game. I don't want to go 0-16. Yeah, I don't want to be 0-16. Yeah, no. No. All right, going from some of the worst teams in the league to some of the best teams in the league, Sunday Night Football, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, eight-point favorites going to the Las Vegas Raiders. 57 points is the over-under. I will start. Um, This is one of those games that – it's going to be a good one. Sunday night football, a great Sunday night football game. Raiders have been very good. I, I I keep saying this every week. I really believe in the Raiders as a really strong wild card team, a scary team in the first round, very balanced offense, defensive teams. They played some good close games, um, beat the Chiefs the first time. I will say this, part of my pick, I think the Chiefs are pissed. I think they didn't like losing. I did, they didn't like – clearly it's in the media. They didn't like that the Raiders kind of took a victory lap around the stadium after that win. They let their buses ba- – if you haven't heard the story yet, guys, they basically let their buses circle around the stadium for two hours after they beat the Chiefs um, kind of rub it in. So Chiefs clearly don't like that. Chiefs just seem like they're kind of laying dormant, just beating teams well enough. I think this is the week that both teams can kind of score because I don't really know what level the Chiefs defense is at currently. They're good, but they're missing guys, and they just haven't been that kind of key defense yet. So I don't think it happens this week. I think the Raiders are too good of an offense to do that. But with that being said, I think this is a super high-scoring game. I'm going to say 45-35, and I'll take the Chiefs and the Chiefs with the eight. Yeah. I think Chiefs are going to come out in this game pretty pretty ready to, to show that they're the best team in not only that division, but in the AFC, kind of put their stamp on the conference. Um, Pat Mahomes, obviously, still great, always will be. He's second in the league in total QBR. And I believe I had read, and I'm not sure what the status of this is now, but the basically the entire Raiders offense, I think, was put on the COVID list. I think either they were in contact with someone who had COVID or, the or somebody somebody on COVID, yeah, basically, or someone on the defense got COVID. Basically, the entire defense was put on the COVID list. And 
they have to obviously test positive or negative to get off the list, test negative a couple times. So I think that puts them a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of practicing, not necessarily that they need a ton of practice because this is a divisional opponent. They're, they're used to playing these teams, but I think that hurts them a, a good amount. So, I mean, regardless, I would still take the Chiefs minus eight. I was considering making this my lock, but I think there's a shot that stays within a one-score game. So I'm not going to make it my lock, but I still like the Chiefs minus eight. I think points are going to be scored by the dozens here. Raiders offense or defense ranks 25th in terms of yards per play. So that's not great. And yeah, I have Chiefs straight up. Yeah, I think that's definitely lockstep. Makes a lot of sense. Head into a game. Monday Night Football. Rams heading to the Tampa Buccaneers. Buccaneers come in at four-point favorites. Over-unders 48 and a half. Todd Sarda. I mean, these are two of the three best defenses in the league in terms of yards per play allowed. Rams and Buccaneers. Obviously, the Buccaneers offense kind of exploded last week, which isn't unexpected because their quarterback's this guy named Tom Brady. So he has a bit of experience in, in throwing the pigskin around. He, he knows what he's doing. And they had laid a bit of a stinker in the previous week, not a bit of a stinker, a complete stinker against the, the Saints the previous week. And the Saints don't have this world-beating defense. So for them to put up that stinker then, was a bit surprising. I touched on I touched on the Panthers defense not being great, which may have contributed to the Buccaneers playing well last week. I think with a lot of the pieces they have and them being an older team, um, it doesn't necessarily suit them well in terms of consistency. Obviously Tom Brady though is a consistent player, but you gotta there's more than just Tom Brady to this team and the Rams defense is like I've said, very, very good. So I'm going to take the Rams plus four here. I think the Buccaneers figure it out enough offensively to score a bit. And the Rams will also score a bit themselves. And I think the, I I don't know why I just think the over, ends up happening in this game just because it's probably a game. Everyone thinks the over is not going to happen. So I will take the over. And I think the Rams are a better team than the Buccaneers. And I think they'll win this game. Yeah, I I, 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 I said it before. Rams, I think, underrated team, underrated Super Bowl threat. Great defense, best defense in the league. What worries me here, and I'm going to do what I did before, I'm going to kind of um, cover my tracks. I'll take the Rams plus four. Take the under. I think both defenses are good enough. Um, under, I'm not so confident in, but I'll take Rams plus four. I'll take the Bucks outright. So I'll kind of cover both tracks. Um, I think the, the thing I have with the Bucks is they have not shown us a lot. Obviously, against Carolina, they did a pretty good 45 points. They look pretty good. Um, but this offense in Tampa Bay has the chance to really – Really turn it on at some point. A.B., Godwin, Evans, Gronk, Ronald Jones looks like a star. Fournette has been decent as a summer number two. 
they have the chance to turn on out of nowhere and just flip that switch. And I mean, 45 is probably the start of that. So that's what worries me about this game. Also Rams just, I feel like every time they play a team that's not divisional, I feel like they just turn it down, especially on primetime, although they've been pretty good on primetime. Um, but division, only one-on-one division. That's surprising. That's very surprising. Regardless, I think I'll cover tracks here. Plus four Rams. Give me the bucks outright. And give me the under. That's the pick six. The pick six. Oh, yeah. In the books. It is time. It is time for the lightning round. Cue the music. Let's start it up. Cincinnati Bengals head to the Washington football team. Washington comes in a surprising one and a half point favorites over under 46 and a half. Todd Sardin. Let's fill this game as the sneaky fun game of the week. I think this game will be weird. Very weird. I have Cincinnati covering. I think Cincinnati actually wins this game. I think they're capable enough to beat very bad teams and the Redskins Despite still, of course, since every team in the in the NFC East is in it, are still in it, I think Cincy still covers under hits and Cincy outright. Yeah, I agree. I think Alex Smith's Alex Smith starting to throw the ball better, which makes his games sneaky weird. Um, if I hear one more time that Alex Smith is a comeback player of the year, I will throw up. I understand it's a great story, but... That also, comeback player of the year also plays a role of statistics, so we need to stop with that. And he's probably going to win it, and I'm going to be disgusted. But Cincinnati, plus it's Ben Roethlisberger, but it has to be, but it, it won't be. It'll be Alex Smith because his leg almost fell off. Cincinnati Bengals, plus one and a half. Give me the over. Give me the Bengals outright. I actually don't think this game is close. I really don't. Um, game number two. We have Philadelphia Eagles heading to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, three and a half point favorites. Over-unders, 47. I will start it up. I think this is simple. I think Eagles are, I don't know exactly when I'm saying this. It's just coming out of my mouth. I, I don't know. Um, but I think the Browns are actually pretty good. They can run the ball hard, play a good game. Uh, give me the Browns three and a half. Give me the over. Give me the Browns all right. Yeah, I think the Browns play to their style. They know what their style is. They're not going to, you know, dominate offensively. And they just kind of control games. Not as well as some other teams control games, but they're getting there. And I think the Eagles are bad. So I'm going to take Browns minus three and a half. I think the under hits because Browns will control it and Browns outright. Yep. I feel like that outside over under were pretty much the same. Number three, we got the Atlanta Falcons heading to the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints are four and a half point favorites. Over under 47. I think this game is sneaky weird. I think this Falcons always play good against the Saints. I think they could put up some points, but in the end, I think Winston actually might be the best thing that's happened to the Saints. Uh, New Orleans, four and a half. Give it to me. Give me the Saints outright. Give me the over. I think there's a lot of points. I just ate a W in case you you heard Uh, that, saw that. I I just ate a W, people. (laughs) I'm taking the Saints minus four and a half. Over hits, I think Jameis comes out firing in this game. I think he's probably a little frustrated. Um, not a little, very frustrated. 
you sat behind. Obviously, Drew Brees is a great guy to, to sit behind and kind of take in what he does in the league. Um, I think they're somewhat similar quarterbacks, actually. Uh, over hits and thinks outright. Next game, we have kind of a battle of our teams. The Detroit Lions heading to the Carolina Panthers, one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Panthers are 48 is the over. I got the Lions here. I think they're the better no. team. Lions plus one and a half. I like the over. Lions outright. I think Stafford's better than Teddy. I think Lions almost blew it last week against a very bad um, Washington football team. I caught myself there for a second. And I think Carolina wins this game. I think it might not even be close, actually. I have Carolina minus one and a half. I have the over hitting and Carolina outright. I think they can score in bunches if they want to. Yeah, I vehemently disagree, but that's part of this podcast. That's part of what we do here. Next game, New England Patriots, two-point favorites, headed to the Houston Texans, over-unders 48 and a half. I'm going to start up here. I think this is a sneaky, weird game for the Patriots. I think Texans find a way to win this. I'm going to take the Texans plus two. I'm going to take over because I think it gets weird at the end. And you need the Texans outright. I just don't think the Patriots are very good. I think they got lucky on no. Sunday. All right. That's fine. Explain. Patriots, I'm not going to say it. I'll, I'll save it for next week. Oh, I think they still have a shot at winning this division. Oh. I really, really, really do. I think it's possible. I think they kind of found something last week with Damian Harris and just like going ground and pound kind of 2009-2000 Jets or 10 Jets era style ground and pound. Maybe maybe Bill Belichick is watching some, some Rex Ryan film. Um, hopefully not any feet videos along with that. Patriots minus two. I think the under hits because I think they'll just control this game a bit run the ball, ground and pound, and Patriots outright. They will climb back to 500, and it's going to be interesting for them to stretch. I would not want to play them in the first round of the playoffs. Just saying. I think you're right, and I'm right. I think if the Patriots win this, I think it goes under. I think if the Texans win it, it goes over. I just feel like that's kind of a script I see happening. Next game, Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-point favorites, heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 46 and a half is the over. I understand Jaguars covered a spread last week. I think the Steelers are a better team than the Packers at this current structure. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers with the 10. I'm going to take the under. And I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers out uh, right. Jacksonville Jaguars plus 10. I feel it. I think they're a competitive football team. I think they're, I'm not saying they're good because they're not. They're one and eight. But they're better than a one and eight team. This is like a three and six football team. Let's let's say that. It's not a team that you want to play. Okay, I'll take that back. Let's reel that back. Because you want to play. They're a bad football team. But they're a team that can stay in games well enough. And I think I learned something last week is that unless 
your name is the New York Jets, you don't take a double-digit line. Like, you don't bet a team to cover a double-digit line. So I'm taking Jacksonville plus 10 here. I think our boy, Jake Luton, friend of the podcast. Your boy. Or Jake Luton, we'll correct it when he yeah. comes on. Your boy. I think he covers the overhead. I still think Steelers win that, unfortunately. Would love a Jacksonville win here, though. I think you're, you're absolutely right. Next game. Miami Dolphins, three and a half point favorites. Head to your shitty Denver Broncos over under 45. Whoa. Whoa. I think the Dolphins are actually pretty good. I think their defense is really good. I think two is good enough yeah. to carry them a little bit. I'm going to take the Dolphins three and a half, the over, and the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are the favorites to win this division. Um, I think the Broncos are done. I obviously killed them off or gave them no chance today. So I'm taking Dolphins minus three and a half. I think the over hit just somehow, I think Broncos back end kind of put up some points and Miami gets some, some picks from or intercepts to lock a bit, gets themselves in good field position to score pretty easily, and I have Miami outright. Your hate for the Bills is just unnecessary, saying both the Dolphins and Patriots have a chance to win division. I just think they're fake. You're fake. Dallas Cowboys head to the Minnesota Vikings. Seven-point favorites the Vikings are. Over under 48. I'm going to start it up. Pretty simple to me. I think Dallas is very bad. I think Minnesota is actually kind of competitive. They beat the Packers three weeks ago. Looks very good. Very good against a good Bears team. on A good Bears defense on Monday. Not a good Bears team. Good Bears defense. I'll take the Vikings with the seven. Give me the under. I think it's a little weird at times here. And I'll take the Vikings. Who... Who could lose, or who couldn't the Vikings beat in in the NFC right now? I'm not saying they're the best team in the NFC, but I'm saying they could be in any game. And it wouldn't shock me if they went on a run and kind of took over this division. It's possible. I think they started out very badly and are going to figure it out. And they have figured it out. Dalvin Cook is a monster. Vikings minus seven, overhit. Cowboys, they're obviously chop liver, they're toast, and Vikings out right. Bing, bang, boom. That's a lightning round. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. As promised, we'll finish this up with what I said before. I came back to the topic. Who is... We need our parlays, too, don't we? Oh, the parlays. That's a good call. Let's do that first, actually. Start with your parlay, Doug. Sure. So, my parlay for the... fans out there if you want to take this parlay it's a $10 bet it would net you if you place the bet right now or as of when I last checked it would net you $105.74 I was one pick away I hit three or four legs of my parlay last week so we're not terrible at picking parlays here like it, it's possible it could happen I'm taking an alternate spread Chiefs minus six and a half kind of covered this when we were talking about that game. I think Chiefs obviously win this game, but it could stay within a score. That's why I'm taking six and a half, just to cover that that possibility that it's not it's not more than a score. If, you know, if they win if they win 35-28, I want, I want that in my back pocket. I don't want to lose over a point, because I it would just be ridiculous. 
Vikings, I'm sticking with the line, the, the standard line, standard spread. I'm going Vikings minus seven. I think it could. this could be an absolute blowout. This could be one of those games that's like 42 to 10. Like it could just be our absolute route. And then the other two legs, I'm taking slight dogs that have value. Obviously, my lock of the week, Packers, I'm taking them straight up money line because I believe it's like plus one and eight or something like that. If you're going to take a team, plus one and a half. If you're taking a team any less than a field goal, so plus two and a half or better, I think you should just take them outright. So Packers money line. And that's kind of the same story with Patriots. If you're going to take a team, you just take them money line. So... If you're going to take a team that's a slight dog, you take past money line. So the total of that is Chiefs minus six and a half, Vikings minus seven, Packers money line, Patriots money line, ten dollars win one hundred five seventy four. If you place this on FanDuel Sportsbook, that's what I got. That is the Toddy G parlay of the week. Now my parlay. I have a pretty simple one. I won't say simple, but we're going to go Cincinnati Bengals uh, money line. I think it's pretty simple. I like it. Miami Dolphins money line. We're going to go Chargers minus eight and a half. I know you don't like that, but Chargers minus eight and a half. It's not terrible. And then I'm going to take the Chiefs Raiders over. Um, I bet to a piece. So it's $10 to win $120.24. So like it. that's that's the Nick Parlotta parlay. And staying with some uh, predictions. We have Bob Parlay, producer Bob. Yeah. Producer Bob did not submit one this week. For those of you who are calm. For those of you who are DSN uh, guys listen to the podcast, uh, producer Bob's job as producer is up in the air. Um, he's been very yeah, nice. We're, we're putting Bob on notice here. Yeah, this is the official notice for Bob. Um, he's been lacking with his duties. Um, he wants to be the pseudo producer, yet he just doesn't perform like we'd expect. Um, he's, his role is officially up um, for approval in, you know, amongst the board of directors. And uh, yeah, he didn't send me a parlay this week. So his uh, his jobs, if you or shame, if you're interested, you can apply for the producer job on bump um doesn't pay at all but it's fun so that's all i can sell um oh right super bowl picks todd who's your favorite right now who's my favorite i mean i think this is pretty obvious so it's not going to be that exciting here it's obviously the chiefs i mean if i was gonna pick a wild a complete wild out there you could say Miami. You could say the Colts. Well, maybe not the Colts. You could say, or you could say the Colts if they picked it up. I'm not going to discount them, but I would say my absolutely wild pick there would be the Dolphins out of the AFC. I'll just pick a Super Bowl, like what my Super Bowl prediction is. I think it's, I think it's going to be Chiefs. And I want to say it's going to be crazy. Chiefs Vikings. Yes. I mean, it. I guess I've heard this. 
I guess. Um, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs are the favorite. I think it's pretty silly to not, so I will do my pick for the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the two most balanced teams. I'll take the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. I think they're both the most balanced teams in each conference. I didn't even consider the Saints or Winston, but I want to see a little bit out of the first. So right now, I'll take Chiefs Bucks, and I think Chiefs win that. I think Chiefs are the sh- one of the strongest things we've seen in a while, too. Teams going back to back. Um, yeah, I have Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. That's 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 the pick and punt. Another great week on the pick and punt. Week eleven will be in the books next time you hear from us. Um, and as always, we talked about it on the bump. You listen, get awesome merchandise went great. You can still pick up your merchandise at the BSN store on fire.com slash BSN merch. Um, and all the podcasts as always on the bomb college football and mass they just dropped a new episode on Thursday uh, today talking about Alabama Oregon I mean it was a great pod another good pod I was good before and starting next week we're diving into the world of college basketball um, well I should be two weeks it'll be a week of Thanksgiving but we'll be recording next week uh, name is to be determined um Everything's bad at Subi Term, but keep an eye out for that. BSN Network growing hard. Todd, as always. Great show, Jake. We, we're trying to come out. We'll see you next week. Yeah, and I do want to say one more disclaimer. We always have disclaimers. I do apologize to the family of uh, Pierre Desire. If you were listening to this podcast, your son, nephew, cousin, father is not dead. Um, you don't have to call him. Um, I, I mean, listen, actually, let me let me say something. I don't want to put that full in the disclaimer just in case something terrible happened to him in between then and now. Don't, I, you know what? That's the end of the show. Thank you guys for listening today, and we will see you next week.